Whoa, 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 whoa. I came prepared tonight with my pom-poms because I wanted to share something very important. And I want to make uh, an announcement to the committees. To the committees. What? To the committee for the great work that they've done and to Barbara S., who's done a fantastic job as chairman again. (laughs) There's always a problem with that. If you do a good job, they call you back. (laughs) And, And the program chair people who have arranged a program for you that is top shelf, that is really very, very good. And so I was going to come up here and I was going to say, let's hear it for OA. Let's hear it for recovery. And that's, that's really what I wanted to talk about today. The, um, the promises of the program are many many, many in the book. It's not only the ones that we say you will know a new happiness and a new freedom. There are pages and pages of promises in the books. And the thing is, sometimes you wonder, why don't we do that? And then people come here and they say, oh, I am desperate. I'm really desperate. I'll do anything. Will you really? Are you willing to give up food? That's really what it comes down to. That's really the bottom line. Are you willing to give up some food? Not all of it, just some. When I came, all I wanted to do was get thin. I was 85 pounds heavier, almost 90. And uh, I didn't want to make friends. I didn't want to meet new people. I didn't need places to go. I had enough of that in my life. What I couldn't stop doing was eating. I don't know if anybody can identify with that. (laughs) And the program keeps us here with the promises. And that's why we keep coming back. I keep coming back because, and I forgot to tell you, incidentally, I'm Phyllis. I'm a chunky, chunky, chunky. And uh, I've been clean, sober, and abstinent since May 20th, 1972. I was a, a young newcomer. I was one, years, one year old. No. <clears throat> I made some notes about what I wanted to say, and you know what? I put the notes together, and then I, I don't use them anyway. But th- that's security for me. <laughs> um, The program is very simple. Twelve steps, numbered one through twelve, one after the other. Just like in school, does anybody remember the black notebooks where on the back they had all the different uh, multiply? You know what the, the theory then was? They taught by repetition, and that's what we do here, except something holds some folks back. Uh, don't misunderstand me and, and my, my, uh, my focus on abstinence, because I do believe that's where it starts. 
the first step says, you've got to give it up. The first step says, I'm powerless over food, which is a pretty stupid thing to be powerless over, but that's what it was. I'm powerless over food, and my life is unmanageable, whether I admit that or not. And then the second step, and then the third step. But the first step says, we are powerless over food. And that's the most important thing that I remember every day of my life. And the program has rewarded me so graciously all these years just because I stopped eating stuff. Isn't that amazing? Well, it's not that. It's much more than that. It's given me a, a way to live that had I had my choice of anything in the whole world, I would have picked this. I would do it the way it is now. And, and I'm so happy with the results of the program. I'm so happy to see Barbara and Jerry and, and all the folks who have abstinence. That is a gift that you give yourself. And when you give yourself the gift of abstinence, you get the gift of recovery. And what does recovery mean? Recovery means I get up the same way every morning and I put the coffee on and I go through the same routine that I've gone through for, I'm going to be 84 years old in a couple of weeks. And I want to tell you, I would not be here if it were not for the program. No one, no one in my family lived past 74. I got to tell you, when my birthday came up, I kept looking around to see if anybody bad was following me. <laughs> and um, so that life, is, life, life has taken on a purpose of its own. It's given me the ability to do things that I never thought I, I would do and still can't believe that I did. And it's given me uh, a way out, a solution. Somebody asked me today, what happens when your day is bad? How bad was it? Yeah. I mean, I have a, a, a great connection to uh, depression and anger, and I can take the simplest thing and make it into a major catastrophe. I use the steps of the program. I use the program when I'm hurting. I use the program when I can't figure out one other damn thing. I can always go to the program because it's solid. It's always the same. And what a gift that is to us. I, I, you know, if, if I could say I wish you all continued abstinence and the joy of life that goes with it. Well, you know, why does abstinence bring joy of life? Abstinence brings peace. It brings peace and serenity in a way that I could never have it before. I thought I, I would pray for serenity all the time. And it was, I made the kind of prayers like, you're going to give it to me, aren't you? <laughs> and if you don't, I'll be bad. Well, I got as bad as I could be when I was eating, drinking, and doing drugs. 
there weren't a lot of things, a lot of bad things left out of my life. Um, and, and it taught me how to cope. I came into the program several years after my first husband was killed in an accident. And I needed that time. It was, uh, I came in in 72. That was in 1966. And between 66 and, seven, and 1972, I could do nothing to rid myself of the guilt and the pain and the, the uh, difficulty with my children. You know, everything was all lumped together. And I was out there with a whip and a chair teaching the world how to live. And uh, I once told that to a therapist. He says, what do you do in the morning? I said, I take out my sword and shield and I go on. And he looked at me and he was right. Uh, I have come to the program in the same condition that I think many of you come but it takes us so long to find out what that is that's going on inside because I want to tell you, I never wanted to look inside. I never wanted to see what, what was left, if there was anything left of me. Um, I, I had uh, three children. I had, doctor told me I'd never have any children. I had seven pregnancies and three children. So there for you, doctor. And um, I have three sons. I'm very close to two of them. The middle one just doesn't want to make the effort. He just doesn't want to do it. And you know what? That's okay. It took me in program a great deal of time to deal with that. So that, that was something that was not a usual day. Uh, well, maybe you know, you had to be there. And um, life had so many closed doors to me. And you know what? I worked the program and the doors open. The doors open. I've become a much better mother than I ever could have been. And uh, for example, uh, you want to talk about difficult days? This past year, my youngest son had bladder cancer, and my oldest son had colon cancer. That's a, that's a bad day. That's a bad day. And we prayed, and we talked together every day, which we still do. And both of those sons have had a growing feeling inside of them. They now have a higher power. And it was, it was not something that they could have lived through had they not had somebody who would listen. And uh, it, it, it's a joy of my heart, of course, to, to know. And they both had good checkups, you know, so that, that's good. They will go for the, you know, for the... But my son wrote a note to the program because he wanted to thank all those people who put him on their prayer lists and, and you know, that, that sent good wishes to him. And he just floored me by what he wrote. What he wrote in the letter essentially was that he now hears the voice. 
he now knows that he's not alone. And he now knows that there are people who care. What more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? Okay, so what are we going to do? We work the steps one, two, and three, and then what happens? I, I don't know why everybody is so, gets so uptight about doing a fourth step. It probably was the greatest thing I ever did for myself. It was a total release of all the, the things that were in here that were inhibiting my progress, that were inhibiting my growth, that were inhibiting my recovery. And it's amazing when that, all that stuff comes out and, and you, you talk about it and you burn it, which is a good idea. Somebody said, no, 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 I have to keep it so I can see what it, get rid of it. Believe me, if there's anything that bad that you're still hanging on to, you remember that when the next time comes around. <laughs> you, you can't chase those things away. They're going to be there. Year after year after year, I'm going to remember that I was this big and you were wearing that and you said this and you said I was... Today, I can't remember my own address. <laughs> and, but I can remember that I am no longer a slave to food, but that I am recovering one day at a time. I don't call myself recovered. I never, I, you know, I don't really know what that means. We, there are people in AA who say recovered. I've never heard too many people in OA say they're recovered. But, um, and this I have to share with you too. You probably already know this. Drugs, alcohol, food, shopping, spending, dating, men, on and on and on. And I came into this program. You know what the hardest thing was? Food. Food was the hardest problem because I did not have the support that I needed to get well. Well, we learned that in the program as well. I, uh, I can remember my kids saying to me, is that on your new diet? <laughs> or are you going to eat all that salad? <laughs> or why do you bother with this stuff? It doesn't work for you anyway. I went to doctors, I went to health clubs, I went to, to uh, spiritual groups. I, I tried everything that I thought was there. And in that search, I knew, I had learned, that what I really needed was a spiritual uplift. We will, well, women will go have a lot of things lifted up, but some of the things... <laughs> <laughs> but lifting up my spirit was a very difficult thing to do. They said, God is the God of your own choice. Well, how could that be? If they knew who I was, I was godless. It didn't matter. That's fine. I came in godless. I couldn't say the word. I didn't like the whole idea that God was going to take care of me because I figured, 
hey, I've been here a couple of years now, you know, and he hasn't done a great job. And I told him that. <laughs> Daily. <laughs> so, there was a lady in my group uh, back east. I started the program in New York in 1972. And in 1971, actually, but I was just there for show. You know, I, I, I wasn't interested in making new friends or doing what they said because it all sounded pretty weird anyway. And, um, yeah, I, those judgments were very strong when I came into the program. And those are the judgments that have to be laundered. That's the stuff that has to be cleaned up. So my sponsor says... Uh, you've done steps one, two, and three, you're going to do a fourth step now, and then you're going to start really working the program. Okay, what does that mean? You know, all the silly things that she told me to do. Call somebody every day, make at least three telephone calls a week, read and write every day, okay, uh, go to six meetings a week. I worked. I had a job, I had three kids, I had a house. You know, I didn't have time to do all that stuff, but I had plenty of time to stand in the pastry aisle in the, the shopping, you know, in the supermarket and take the paper and crumple it up. Oh, I paid for it, but I didn't want anybody to see that I had already eaten it. That's what life was. Life was one meal to the next, one party, one gorging to the next, and I, I swore to myself that I would stop doing all of that. And I wasn't successful. I wasn't successful. And I, I went to a load of diet doctors. I sent all their children to college. And uh, I joined the gym. I even put on a leotard. <laughs> I put on a leotard and then I ran out. You know, it's like, I, I, I can't do this. I'll have to come back when I'm thin. <laughs> I will go shopping when I'm thin. I will go on dates when I'm thin. Everything depended on me. And I had to take the responsibility. And that's what I was taught in the program, how to take responsibility. And that has its rewards, but it also has its pitfalls. You know, it's not, uh, it isolates you from those people that you knew before. You know, it's like, I, I really couldn't tell people that I was eating three weight measure moderate meals a day with nothing in between. They thought I was crazy. And then they said, isn't that based on Alcoholics Anonymous? And I said, yes, but it works. It's worked for them. Year after year. Someday I'm going to find out how many 12-step programs there really are. But there's a 12-step program for anything that you want it to be for. And that's, that's part of working the program. Mine is food. Food was much bigger, much more difficult to do. Than, than the other thing. Cigarettes I gave up in a, you know, doctor said, I think you should stop smoking. I did, on the way out. <laughs> doctor said, you should be losing some weight. I said, you know, don't, nobody tells me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> sure. 
And what has happened is, here I am in this program, and everybody tells me what to do. <laughs> right? So I have hearing aids now in much better shape than I used to be. Um, yeah, I, I have to listen to the reading. I know what they read at every meeting, and I sit there sometimes, and I'm reciting it to myself. But that's what I need internally. I need this program every day of my life. You don't get 43 years of abstinence kicking food around. You know, it, it's just, you put it in, in the place where it belongs, and where it belongs is not in me. And, and my life has changed because I no longer am uh, planning on going places and doing things where there's food. You know, somebody says, let's go out to dinner. I said, fine, where are we going to go? You know, that was always important. What I want to do is I want to go to a meeting. I want to be with my people. I want to be able to say, I had a real bitch of a day. But I will also know that there are steps that I can take that will make my day better, my week better, and my year better. Why in the world? Would I want to give that up? And you can do it. You can do it. You make up your mind to be abstinent, and you are. You're all abstinent right now. Everybody is abstinent now. And, and we will go home, and we will tell people where we were, and they'll laugh at us. But the point is that Oh, that's another thing, really, that I love about this program. We laugh. You know, we laugh. I, I spent 43 years out there in the world, and laughing was very slim, which was the only thing that was. But, <laughs> so, step one, we admit that we're powerless over food. That's the secret word to get into the room. And then when you get in the room, stay in the room. Keep coming back. The fellowship is one of the best gifts I've ever gotten in my life. It's safe, it's funny, and it's helpful, and it's true. We can do for each other, but we could never, ever do alone. So I'm taking my pom-poms and I'm going home. Yeah.